Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today we're going to discuss warts. The medical term for warts is papillomas because the papillomavirus, which are a group of DNA viruses, are responsible for the cauliflower-looking skin and mouth lesions that occur on dogs. The viruses affect three types of dogs, young dogs who tend to develop outbreaks of oral papillomatosis, immunosuppressed dogs, especially dogs who have been on corticosteroids like prednisone, but actually any drug that suppresses the immune system may encourage the papillomavirus to flare up. And last but not least, older dogs who oftentimes develop warts as they age. In veterinary medicine, we assume all dogs are exposed to papillomaviruses, but these opportunistic viruses tend to cause warts only in dogs with immune systems that aren't 100% healthy or that have been stressed. The good news is canine warts don't affect other species, so there's no need to worry about other members of your family, including kitties, who could pick up the virus. So don't panic about transmission. Young dogs usually develop oral papillomatosis or oral warts, which on very rare occasions can actually cause warts to grow in the mucous membranes of the eye. These wart clusters often have a fleshy cauliflower-like appearance. The virus is most commonly spread by direct contact between dogs, such as when they lick each other or if they're playing together and they're mouthing each other or sharing a toy. Oral papillomatosis typically occurs in dogs under two years of age whose immune systems are still immature or dogs who are IgA deficient. Sometimes a young dog's body isn't yet capable of mounting an effective immune response to eliminate papillomavirus. Oral warts often spontaneously regress after a few months when the dog's immune system kind of recognizes the virus and kicks in and then resolves the, the viral outbreak. However, in severe cases of oral warts in dogs with congenital immunodeficiency or IgA deficiency, the body may not even recognize that there is an immune response that's required to clear the virus. And so the virus rages on unchecked and the lesions of the mouth don't heal. These poor puppies can have literally hundreds of warts in their mouths, making it nearly impossible to eat or drink without excruciating pain. These pups or adult dogs that acquire severe oral papillomatosis should absolutely have their immunoglobulin levels checked immediately and begin oral immunotherapy and specific nutritional therapy to assist their bodies in fighting off not only the papillomavirus but other pathogens in the future. Dogs with oral papillomatosis should be separated from other dogs until all of their lesions have cleared. Diagnostic testing isn't necessary in most cases of papillomatosis because most veterinarians can clearly recognize the classic appearance of the warts in the mouth. So it's nothing that you have to spend a lot of money on getting a diagnosis. Because these growths are benign, they look terrible, but they're benign. They are not cancerous. My rule of thumb is to only remove warts, regardless of where they are in the body, if it's causing quality of life issues for the dog. So this means that in situations where a dog would be repeatedly licking the wart or chewing at the wart or scratching it till it bleeds over and over, in those situations, I have removed benign warts. Sometimes warts develop in between the toes, causing a dog to limp. Um, and so in those situations where quality of life is impinged, absolutely surgical removal can be beneficial. Fortunately, warts only grow to a certain size and then stop. If a skin lesion, lump, or bump on your dog seems to be growing or changing continually, it's time to visit your veterinarian. In very rare cases, warts can turn into 
cancerous skin lesions called squamous cell carcinomas. It's rare, but it can happen. In these situations, the lesions don't stop growing. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. So any skin lesion that can, is continually growing needs to be monitored by your veterinarian. Again, this is very, very rare. If you want a definitive diagnosis, I recommend asking your veterinarian to perform a fine needle aspirate on the growth to confirm that, is it, that it is indeed a wart. Many veterinarians make a lot of money removing warts, and it's not that that's a problem. It's that anesthesia is unnecessary and because the wart's benign, unless it's creating a problem in terms of quality of life for your dog, I don't recommend removal. We were taught in vet school that we should remove all benign skin tags that bother clients. Of course, veterinarians can make good money removing these benign warts and the dog owners can buy themselves peace of mind. This is unnecessary surgery they don't, that I don't automatically recommend unless, of course, as I mentioned, the wart is impinging the dog's quality of life. So many older dogs in addition to developing warts, also develop non-viral benign skin tumors. They can be sebaceous adenomas or epitheliomas, and they're harmless in most cases. In fact, I call them kind of age spots. Um, I prefer taking Dr. Richard Pitcairn's approach to warts, which is really using warts as a measure of a dog's immune function because warts are usually painless and only annoying to us dog owners. I recommend really using them as a visual monitor of a reflection of what's happening on the inside of your dog in terms of immunologic health. It's important to realize that removing warts won't remove the virus from your dog's body. Unless the immune system is appropriately addressed, usually dogs will continue to develop more warts. Different places, but they continue to pop up. Vaccines have been implicated as a cause of papillomatosis, and this is another reason that I constantly advise against over-vaccinating. Warts can be an indication that the animal has received too many vaccines or has had a negative reaction to vaccines. So eliminating or reducing the number of unnecessary vaccines that your dogs receive is a great first step in reducing the potential for papillomatosis. So tighter instead of automatically vaccinating. Since we assume all dogs have been exposed to the papillomavirus, the goal is to keep your pet's immune system healthy by reducing vaccines, feeding a species-appropriate fresh food diet, and providing clean air and water and a non-toxic living environment for your dog.